0: Hi and welcome to the Journal of a Marketing Agency. Listen in as we chat about challenges we faced, insights into the latest marketing topics, and thoughts on productivity and growth. Let's start to talk about the importance of story. So where do you see the importance of story? Because it's critical. In all forms of marketing, but people are often forgotten, and people don't realise they're buying things based on story. Oh yeah,
1: I think I would say ninety plus percent of purchases are made because of some story, mm-hmm. big or small, big or small. Uh, mm. it's something as as little as a, a pack of screws uh, that you're purchasing at a mm. DIY store is for some sort of project to. Fix something that's going to make your life at home better because it's been broken for so long, or it's going to go towards building mm. some kind of family uh, unit in the garden that you yeah. can gather around. There's, there's some story, there's some level of story there uh, from from a from a that's from a customer's
0: yeah. point of view. So that's the two things to define. So you you mean that's the story that the customer's having in their own journey? How how do you think the the brand? Taps into that. It's important for them to make sure that they're mm. clear what the customers are doing with their products, mm. so they can mm. tell that story to them.
1: Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess we we've, we we've started uh, backwards, haven't we?
0: Because because we,
1: we start, you know, we, we talk about storytelling, and we talk about a brand storytelling, mm-hmm. and there's multiple layers of that, isn't there? There's the backstory. Yeah. There's the story of the development of the product, the the story that the business is building as they grow. Yeah. Um, um but actually there's a there's a a story at a customer level as well that brands can tap into mm. you know that the brands can that, that why what is your existence as a business you're yeah. here to help your customers achieve something you're here to provide mm. a solution to customers yeah every
0: product solves a problem that a customer has yeah in some way or and shape. it doesn't have to be a physical problem it could be an aesthetic you know they want to look nicer, so therefore here is a product that makes you look nicer and it's tapping into the psyche of your customer to know that what what problem do you solve for the customer what why are they come to you and then you can turn that into the story if you like if you're manufacturing a story, you can then create said story like you said, even if it's a pack of screws, it's to solve you know it, the I mean some of the best storytellers are say people like paint as you saw, know, like a Dulux ad. You know, then they could just say, here's our paint. But no, they talk about the, the nursery that's being painted or the moving home or, you know, your child's going off to university, so yeah. we're repainting their room now that they're gone. They, yeah. They're not just saying, here's our paint, it costs this, and it's a really nice colour. Yeah, They are kind of the masters, if you like, in such a commodity product yeah. at storytelling.
1: That That's a great example, isn't it? Because paint's paint. And mm. actually, uh, a particular colour of paint will be for a number of reasons. Mm. Um but uh, yeah, Dulux and, and brands like that will tip, tap into a uh, story around that paint and what it. Yeah, well, again, yeah. what it what it allows the customer
0: to achieve. Yeah, I mean, with because ultimately, without a story, you are just a commodity product. Because you can buy paint from other cheaper brands, but there's a reason people go to Dulux, and it's not necessarily based on the quality of the paint or the price of the paint. It's because of the the way that that paint taps in to the story that they are feeling. And it's as simple as that. If you are if your product A and product B look the same colour. And we're gonna say with paint for the minute, look the same colour, cost the same, which one do you choose? The one that evokes that emotion based on the story that it's told you. And that's true of so many products. Unless you've got something unique and there aren't many unique products left in the world, you know that if you've got something that's so unique you can just be, our product does this and it's great. But anywhere else story is
1: critical. Mm. I mean, you mentioned uh, positioning and, and price there as well. Mm. And, and again, you look at um, something like Dulux. Mm. We're really going with this paint theme. Going. Um, I've only just painted this uh, place, so uh, it, must yeah. be, it must be in my mind. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> um, but the, the, you know, the Dulux is a premium paint, or it's, it's a higher-end paint. Mm. There's a lot of cheaper paints yeah. out there. Um, and again, why is that? Well, again, there's 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 going to be some level of quality in there. Of course. But a big, big part of commanding that higher price mm-hmm. and being present in those retailers is that story. Of course. Is, is, the, is the, the the way that they tell stories and the way that they evoke emotions and um, mm. make people want to pay
0: more for that paint. Yeah. Um, I mean, it starts, is, is marketing 101 really your story? Because if you don't have that, you can't build on it from any perspective you can't build you know your, your social channel should be retelling your story everywhere all the you know your website your pr everything your the way your customers your staff work within your business should be connected to this they should feel there were people there's a reason people what again was we'll David Paint because we were there people might want to work for Dulux more than unknown trade paint brand because they want to be a part of that story and it it's critical I think sometimes it's missed by people certainly people f- feel sometimes that their product doesn't have a story or it's not worthy of a story but everything has yeah i mean I, I i back in the day i used to work for um it was a paving company bradstone garden paving and i at the time i m- remember thinking the marketing was very much it was based on the quality of the product and the colors and it was all very good but then i pivoted that and actually s- said well let's our marketing went from the product to actually the new car Parked on that drive that had been paved, because actually the story we're telling was how proud this person was of their home and the car they parked, in. that's why they wanted that drive, not because of its colour, and it was a, its price point. It was, and we had a whole range of things. We had, you know, but again, that's really important to people to understand. It's what emotion do you want your customers to feel when they see your brand, mm. and you can manufacture a story. Mm. I think sometimes I think, oh, my product hasn't got a story. Well, lots of products don't. It's up to you. To decide what you want the story to be, mm. Mm. I think that's quite critical.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because uh, again, like, like you said, if, if even if you've not got a a story as a company, like a backstory uh, mm. uh, or a uh, uh, an emotive story or some kind of good core story, mm. um, which we'll come on to. Again, it's it's. I think there's a big opportunity to unlock that mm. customer story, um, yeah. by evoking those emotions. Uh, like you say, your 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 product
0: makes uh, it solves a problem. Mm. I always think um, the test for a brand and its story is: can you tell your brand story within your Instagram bio? I don't know if I've mentioned this before. Last podcast, maybe I didn't, but yeah, you've got so many characters. You need to be able to very clearly articulate what your product and brand is. In I don't sure how many characters it is the Instagram bio. It's not many. I can't remember now. But it's so, not like, no. So a great example is um, I don't know if people know Gandhi's the brand. It's a it's a travel brand. It used to be purely flip flops, but then it became sort of this bigger travel centric brand. On if you go into their Instagram, it might have changed. It's been a while since I've looked. But their motto is "orphans for orphans," and you kind of think, okay. But the founders were orphaned during the tsunami in um, it was in Thailand. Their brand model is they give a percentage of the sales to build orphanages, so orphans for orphans. You kind of okay. I think now anyone that's listened to this has an idea of what Gandhi's is about. They may not know the products, but you've got a feeling for this brand now. You know this is something that clearly are it comes from a tragic but a good place, and that what they're trying to do is good. And and another example is. Completely different end of the scale um, There's a, a guy called Danny Buck That I, I watch a lot of stuff on Because he's a big sort of direct consumer um, Marketeer Well business owner but marketing And it was actually him that um, spoke to me You know, who we I worked with him for a time And I don't know Well I can swear if I like he's, One of his brands is just about Great sunglasses without the BS Without the bullshit And that's it Okay so, and He said he's removing the bullshit Again it comes down to prices So this was about you can have a great pair of sunglasses, but you don't need to pay massive premiums. We're not going to put it in over packaged things. We're not going to do loads of the nonsense that comes with the product to keep the price down. And you knew quite simple. I think their chain brand, the crafted one, it's it's a good quality change without the green necks because I mean I don't wear chains. But if you if you wear a lot of chains, if you wear something that isn't solid gold, as an example the one of the downsides is it starts the metal starts to go green if you wear it in the shower so it's really simple people know I can wear that now wear it dend out it's not going to cost me a fortune and I'm not going to get that green sort of look on so i now understand all these brands in a snap, in a blink of an eye and I think people if you have to explain who you are and what you do and you can't do it in either the elevator pitch style you know in the in the 10 seconds in an elevator or in a sentence people aren't going to get it either because mm. your attention span, as you know, as a customer, mm. is really low.
1: Mm. But what you've touched on on the Gandhi's thing, mm. see, that's a different take on it again, isn't it? Because, uh, in, in a way, because say we go back to the paints and the grooves mm. and those kind of things, and they're, you know it's about the customer uh, have a um, challenge, they have some kind of personal story going mm. on that the brand is then tapping into what Gandhi's is doing there, they're not focusing on that. Um, they're not saying, okay, the flip-flops is because mm. you're going to go on holiday and you're going to have this great holiday and painting pictures of these beautiful holidays. I'm sure they do that at some level. Yeah, they do. But, um, I mean. but there's a different story there. There's a, there's mm. a, there's a uh, like a, Curveball, which is like a good feeling,
0: a good, a a, a good cause. Yeah, some some brands have a genuine backstory as to their why. Yeah, and I suppose Tom's is another brilliant example of that. Again, this giving model, you know, it's really simple. It was one for one. You know, you buy a pair of shoes, we'll give a pair of shoes to someone who doesn't have shoes. Okay, I get it.
1: Yeah, simple.
0: Yeah, if I if I'm in the space for a pair of shoes and I like their style of shoes. And actually, I would like to have a warm, fuzzy feeling Though when I get my shoes that I know someone else's. It's classic. Um, it's using authenticity. I don't, there's, like we say, you can create a story for your brand if it has nothing. But if it does have something authentic at the beginning and often there's a person attached to that story, a founder most often, then you need to leverage that. Certainly in the earlier days, you were saying about Gandhi's. I, I actually was, it wasn't actually specifically in because of this podcast But I was actually looking at them A couple of days ago And I, I, almost had, I had to dig a bit deeper To find the orphan story now Because this, it's, they're 10 years old as a business That was clearly their their only why At the beginning But now they are It is a big huge part of what they are They still share all the content About the orphanage they're building And where they are Because they understand That's a huge part of their, their brand But they're now leaning more to Our product is built for a traveller You know if someone who's going on holiday Travelling so they're they're dialing down slightly their why and creating a story now based on so the perceived needs of their customers, as opposed to creating a product that people would buy maybe partly because of their backstory, now they're developing products. Okay. That taps into that that's in the story that their customers are having. So so the weight of those two sides of it, mm. that backstory versus that
1: that live story, yeah. customer story, w- what do you think is that, do you think there's a, perten- a percentage split there that Gandhi's are using or?
0: Well, w- I think it's very much, it's probably where you are in your journey as a business. I think you need at the very beginning, you probably, you get some lots of goodwill on the, but certainly if, I mean, theirs is quite extreme, and it's born out of real tragedy. Um, but there's an element of the only thing that was different between their flip flops and another flip flop brand. I can't think of what was it, I can't think of what what's the Havanas big one? Havaners. Havaners, there yeah. you go. It w- they w- w- the only difference in terms of their products was their story probably at the very beginning. So they had to lean on, to, had to, but it's right to, they lent on the story as the, the goodness that they do as an organisation. But now they're developing, you know, they're, they're a 10 year old business, I'm sure they've got product designers and product managers and all these things. And they're now developing products specifically for the needs of a customer as opposed to having a me too product. That needed a story to help it versus their competitors. Now they probably—I cr- mean—they create probably some of the best bags for people going traveling around the world, so they can afford to be more about the bag than the why, the backstory, and all those sort of good things. I think where you're early, if you're when you're early into a into a market, your product hasn't got a big differentiator. That's when the personal story is more important, mm. and and I don't think they'll ever. Go away from because I mean, they they are a very extreme example. I mean, obviously they lost their parents during the tsunami. They had to get them and their siblings across Thailand back to the UK. I mean, it's it's awful. They have got a book. I can't think what it's called now, but Bowman's you know, look them up. It's a it's an incredible brand story. But they're probably right, and I think sometimes when a, br- a brand is launched based on something tragic or something difficult, it's probably quite comforting for the the people behind the brand to it not be about that always is you think about if you're reliving you know if your why is something awful yeah that happened to you to relive yeah. that day in day out and that's what people want to talk about in your brand it must be lovely to get to the point where your products are stand on their own right regardless of a backstory now it's a new story
1: well there's probably a level of comfort and confidence that that good cause that the business was set up for um orphans mm. for orphans um is, is, is a given now. Yeah. In the initial, I guess in the early days, it was all about that mission to, to do, do that. that yeah. To sell these products to people to uh, create these orphanages. Mm. Um, whereas now, the, the brand is big enough and, and just moving, well, it's, it's got yeah. momentum enough that that's just a yeah. given. Well, this is what
0: we do as a business. Now this, this now becomes our kind of policy as a business. It's a bit like that social proof we talk about. But they have proved, because they have, I think they have something kind of like six orphanages now around the world. And they can, you can go on their website and you can see them opening orphanages and see the good that they've done. They don't need to tell people what they're going to do. It's not what they're going to do, now, it's what they've done and they'll continue to do. Yeah. And I think that was all about the life cycle of where they are in their journey. But I think yeah, it's if you have something personal in your brand story. I mean, I've I've talked to all sorts of people, and I've um, been setting up brands and things, and they've always, I always like to sound think and their people say that is your story. Mm. You know, that is you need to. It, what makes you unique about that? And that's what story is. What makes your brand unique and different to another one? And in a commodity world where you're selling something that could people could make again, going back to the sort of the piece of marketing, they could make it based on the product itself or the price. Or, you know, how it's been promoted. Actually, authenticity and having something behind your brand that means more than just the product. I think that's the thing as well, isn't it? Because, you,
1: you know, when we talk about storytelling, there is a level of... Storytelling—you can make up stories. Mm. You can make up like advertisements. Yes. Paint a picture of. There's an eBay advertisement at the moment, which is very well, well done, uh, about a guy who buys these things on mm. eBay and meets these different people and uh, and and talking to his friends and family. Um, and it's very, it's, it's it's very quite witty and, and quirky. Mm. Um, but that's just a made-up story to evoke an emotion to get someone to use yep. eBay. Yep. Um, which is fine, but again when we talk about storytelling i think we we talk
0: specifically about authenticity yeah. you, mean, you you mentioned that then mm, i think and storytelling has changed i think where people have been very clever is that you could manufacture a story about your brand and and it, and it just be a story that's completely manufactured but now there's an expectation to, ever since the probably instagram was where it changed and stories and things people now expect to people like to know the, the behind the scenes and that's where you you couldn't be I mean, I'm, I've am i never been a fan of it but there's obviously there's a drop shipping kind of model people don't even own the product you know people order products online then the order goes off to some manufacturer somewhere it takes five weeks to arrive It's mm. normally based on price and blah 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 people don't want to be engaging with those companies as much now and people will follow a business not to see updates of what products have got and da 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 it's because they like the business and they want to s- keep that story going and it's how you communicate with your customers in a you know, real raw behind-the-scenes stuff. Mm. It could be you know people want to know more about um, the people behind the company, mm. and not I'm not saying the founders and the you know the directors, but the people who are packing their... You know, it's more and more common if you're buying something online. That it says, you know, even if it's just a it's a stamp on an invoice to say packed by Julie on a date. And you know, and a, you know it, these these things people expect now. Yeah. They don't expect people want. And if they find it a makes brand, a difference yeah they, value. and you feel a connection to the company you're buying from, and it's not just transactional and you obviously from a as a brand's perspective, your story and your your why will evoke that emotion in someone that they'll come back to you time and time again because if they have just bought from you based on you were cheaper than the other person, well guess what the other person does a discount, and they'll go there if they're bought into you and what you're trying to do and why you've developed this product and you your storytelling could be just explaining to people the process behind making we yeah. started right at the beginning about screws and things if you've gone back to you've made extra effort to make your screws stronger than another screw it's not visible yeah you can't see but you, the process you went to designing it and you oh god knows you went to see some special engineer say can we make this screw as tight as it could be so the top doesn't ever thread but if you show people the journey you went to to go to a specialist in this is a really random example isn't it screw heads for example but if you've if you just put it there and you put it as a line on your website meh. share the journey that you went through to make your screw as well good a screw as it can be Yeah, people will love that so now we're getting into that in between
1: thing now aren't we where we talk obviously we, we talked about the customer we talked about their stories we talked about mm. evoking that emotion and, and, and tapping into that to a backstory so we yeah. talked about backstory this is this is almost that that ongoing live story that kind of tapestry that you're weaving mm with the customer yeah in terms of uh, yeah the 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 the, the live engagement the the updates from staff the the little handwritten notes uh the you know then then there's the the there's the the self the the user generated content Mm. as well
0: then isn't that is if a customer is engaged that much they're weaving your story as well i mean the best people for it and it's not um in my experience and they don't do it anymore and i can see why there's a brand called um, high smile teeth whitening and they used to have a a vlog every day they employed a videographer um who would literally operate in the business and every day he'd almost be there would be vlogging exactly what they're doing today it would be the staff doing workouts on the beach it would be showing its birth it's karen in pr's birthday it would show the photo shoots for the product you'd you'd follow the um, founders going to meetings and on planes it was brilliant it would have taken a lot of work which is one of the reasons why they stopped and also by giving such good insights into their business there was a huge there was a sp- spring up of copycat brands because they almost gave away it was it was brilliant and gave raising their profile and you love the brand. But if you went into it with the wrong intentions, you could see, oh okay, that's how they do their marketing and that's how they develop their products and that's what they do. Yeah. There was a huge influx of copycats mm. and lookalikes. But the the fact that they now don't do anything of that sort that I can see, I still get remarketed to them, and but now I just see their products. And I now they are, to me personally, I mean, I've never done teeth whitening, but I was, I was interested by the founders and their story. But now they're just a teeth whitening company to me. Whereas before, I quite liked, I think it's Alex... I can't think of the guy's name. I actually reached out to them on, and I said how much I like their vlog and things. Alex Tomich, I can't think of the other guy's name. I'll, maybe we'll put some links if you want to check. Um, the stuff's not there anymore, sadly. The videos, they took them down. Um, but I would have, I don't think I would have bought their product. But if I was ever in the space for teeth whitening, that's where I would have gone. Yeah. Because I felt like I knew the owners. Yeah. I liked them. I, they could see how he looked after their staff. Yeah. I could see how they developed the product. I could see the science behind I could see the good intention behind it. Yeah. And the fact that I felt like I knew them, I would have bought things from them. I think this is where social plays a massive part
1: mm. now uh you know because social now and we'll cover it in another episode um talking about social and growth through social yeah but there's a um you know there's a lot of expectation from the customer to if they follow someone on social, they don't follow because they want to be repeatedly sold to. Mm. They uh they follow because they are interested. Yeah. They want to know things, maybe get some insights, get some value, Mm. learn more about the business.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. I think people do like to understand who they're buying from now. The um ethics behind people, you know, there's all these things are so more So much more important because the people have got so much data and so much choice. If you can build authenticity around your brand by telling your backstory, your customer tell your customer story for them, and equally share the ongoing like it like a book. Yeah, each every month should be a new chapter for your business. And where you tell people where you're going and where you're trying to get to and the dream of your brand. And if you're going through a hard time, tell people because they'll appreciate that. Mm. If you've made a mistake with a product, tell them, Mm. And, and that it all weaves into marketing You know, it's marketing 101 it's why would people want to buy your products over another one mm. and it's as simple as that and, but the, what's changing or what we'll cover in this more, is how you can tell that story changes almost on a weekly basis mm. daily you, sometimes mm. you used to be able to tell it through Facebook in a different way less so now there's emerging platforms like Clubhouse which you've seen TikTok has blown up in that was kind of the lockdown platform but how you tell your story there is very different. Yeah. So that's story is critical. It's a, should be the foundation of any product or service or whatever you're selling really. But then what will always change is how you get that story in front of people yeah. and what part of your story you tell where.
1: And something you mentioned before as well is is entertained. Yeah. The 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 people want to be entertained. Mm. The again stories um or how we live our lives mm. every day, you know, the, the people be shocked how many stories they they tell people mm. on a daily basis about how they got into work that day, or what how they what happened well, when they made their lunch, yeah. or uh, you know how, how did you ask the ask your son or daughter how they got on at school, and there's a whole story there. Mm. You know the stories every day. That's how we live our lives. But also a a, a, a great life mm. is when those stories are entertaining. Yeah. That's, what, that's really what you want to know when you ask someone. You want to know, obviously, how did your day go? Uh, are they well? Is everything okay? But y- y- mm. if they come out with a great entertaining story, that's, that's,
0: that's it, yeah. just bring, it, it, it yeah. starts up a conversation. It's something that you'll then share on. I think that's where we'll, where we'll touch on it um, in future episodes, I'm sure, is how you tell your story in different places. Yeah, because you, um, you, know, you wouldn't... In, if there was a problem with the product... You wouldn't necessarily try and be entertaining in that email to so a customer. Probably you'd save that one for an email. But if it's you know a product that you're developing and launching, you might put a lot more effort into telling that story and you might have a huge elaborate video behind it. I think it's, yeah, uh, people w- will want to be... No one's on a social media platform like Instagram. Just, you know, people are there for a reason. They want to be... You, you, that's why videos of cute kittens and stuff do well because it's entertaining it it gives a little burst of dopamine so when you where you tell your story you've got to be really thinking about what you want that story to be on what platform and when and who you're trying to talk to is it's all marketing is really mm. in simplest terms mm. we that's what we you know we focus on it's our forte is telling you brand stories but then the the hard bit both are hard but the harder bit that people seem to forget is how you do that There is a, such a complex technical Back end of all of that To put the story in right in front of the right people At the right times And know what stories are resonating And when you need to change that story And so on and so on So it's It's interesting It's something we'll follow more and more And, if, and effectively this podcast is us Sort of telling our story Yeah If, if you like inadvertently. Yeah Because we are going to be talking about You know You'll start to slowly understand who we are Yeah As people Yeah So Yeah
1: And, and the kind of last thing to it is mm. that actually it's it's fun it's yeah. one of the more fun things to do to be able to share yeah again not only do people like hearing stories people like telling stories
0: yeah um and, and i think you can tell the brands that are doing that there's something i would always say to anyone who's looking at up a business if you're doing it for monetary reasons the story you're going to tell is pretty boring because it's how do we get bigger? How are we making more money? But if you're doing something because you love it, if I say someone sets up a, a bakery, because they love baking, well the stories that they're going to tell, you're going to see it in them. You're going to see the passion behind the products they're making, the way they talk about them. If you're, in your business and it's, it's up and everyone's different, but I find like I find it when I'm I'm working, I don't feel like I'm working. So therefore, telling people what I've done today is easy. If it felt like a grind and every day, oh god, that was a. A slog. It's not going to be a very fun story for people to watch mm. either. Mm. Mm. Well, it wouldn't be entertaining either. No, it wouldn't be. It'd be awful watching this poor, oh, this guy trudging through life trying to make more and more money. Some people are hugely fueled by money, and that's why ultimately people have businesses. But I think if you can have a, a realness and authenticity, and you are clearly passionate about your product. That rubs off on customers, and that's where you can tell a fake story. And if that you know, if you are fueled purely on the financial um, growth of a business, which a lot of people could be, and there's nothing wrong with that at all, that's where the importance of finding people within your organisation that do have that mm, mm. real passion. I think there's a there's
1: the challenge is is generally for bigger brands. Mm. You know, smaller startups, entrepreneurs. Yeah, know, they're, 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 They again they'll have a story that's very very current very you know mm. they're living it uh, as they're you know scraping through uh, yeah. trying to grow all those kind of things yeah packing orders and the, yeah you know, yeah you can be really hands-on with it can't you but the big the, the big brands there's that level of you know it gets to cho- it gets choked up where things don't want to be shared so much mm. you know there's the risks like you talked about with the with the yeah. teeth whitening company,
0: um, giving away too much. Yeah, uh,
1: th- obviously, there's th- it's such a bigger corporation. You know, there's so much content out there on social feeds from brands that is just mundane stuff.
0: Yeah, and there's a few people that do it so well. And for me, it's um, Elon Musk and Tesla, and well, not just um, Tesla but SpaceX. You know, you know that you can follow the journey of every rocket being made, the people and they'll share with you the rockets that explode on landing because then th- you'd think oh God, why would you share that because you'd feel a part of their story yeah. when Tesla finally not Tesla SpaceX lands on Mars so many people have been on the journey with them the whole way yeah. and it's about and you you know Elon Musk will speak so openly about his past and his future and where he stands on things Apple is the other was the other one but you know there's a reason why the certain people in the business Steve Jobs was Apple obviously but now that's changed the right people stand up and talk and yeah. they share. Yeah. And and there's, if some organisations are so closed, it is a it is a product on a shelf and you go on their website, you can't really find out what they stand yeah. for, who the people are, what their plans are for the future, where they came from. And you'd gravitate towards brands that will entertain you and tell you stories. Mm. But it's also a
1: challenge of scale as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember um, on The Apprentice uh, years ago, there was a, a, a bakery business Mm. Uh, one of the candidates had a a bakery business and her dad did all the baking Mm. and and it was all artisan stuff Um, and she was pitching that as Mm. as her business to to Lord Sugar yeah Um, but actually the the concern there was well hang on you want to you want to get massive you want to grow you want to open up loads of other bakeries yeah but they're not all going to have your dad in it yeah and he's part of it. People, people come in, and it's it's all hand baked by this guy, mm. you know. And so that was that was her challenge. This kind of challenge was to convince them, convince them to say, um, no, actually, I can try and replicate that story mm. and that authenticity across all these different. I
0: think the key. With it, yeah, I remember her. It was a girl. Was a Welsh girl, I think. I think so. I think she won, didn't she? Or she certainly my, got maybe, funding. Maybe. Um, I think it's like gooey, really rich. I think was the brand. It's like really rich cakes and things. And I think I actually saw something on her the other day. She's um, said, i opening up a new bakery somewhere. But I think remember with her is that it was actually sharing the story from kitchen table to corporate. And that was the story that she has, how she sort of... So well, it, again, so it was the backstory, yeah. not the live story. Exactly. So she was then able to share the story from, yeah, making cakes in a kitchen to having 15 bakeries in North Wales by sh- sharing the journey with her customers they could still appreciate where she come from and they appreciated the effort and work that gone to get where she's going. You and wonder if she'd how she just long. gone from nothing to got loads of bakeries. Yeah. People might be no.
1: Yeah. You wonder again how long and how big do you need to grow or how far do you need to go before you do start to change that before that fizzles out and it becomes the I don't know uh, current story or customer focus.
0: You know like like you were mm. talking about Gandhi's, the the switch one back story. I think he just be be authentic all of the time, and you you can't. There's not a point in time where it changes. You just do what's right for you this week, and if you. That's why things like podcasts and vlogs and Instagram stories you can't manufacture those. You can't. You sort of can, but if you're doing putting out content all of the time, people will. People that don't will. People that have known you from the beginning will appreciate being on the journey. People that discover you are in year fifteen have the ability to go back and see where you came from. Yeah. I've got lost in YouTube, you know, by finding something I liked, a brand I liked and or people within a brand that I liked. They might have 60 videos to go back for 10 years and it's fascinating going back and I then appreciate them more now of where they are based on where they came from. Yeah. So this story is fascinating. It's the most important thing for any product really. Yeah and then it's how you package that up and put it in front of people yeah. in really crude brutal sales yeah. terms how you package your story and how you put it in front of people yeah but a product will never survive on story alone which is key with all of these products and you know, none of these things could just survive because it had a good story if your product's rubbish or it's too expensive or there's no need for it from the customer y- yeah yeah
1: yeah we always we always say to some of our clients that that
0: you know if they've got a good product then it just makes our life Oh, easier. Wrapping a story around a good product that there's a need for is brilliant. Yeah. But equally, we've got some clients that are one of many brands in that space and building a story that elevates them. If you can have a good story, you can charge more for your product in simplest terms. And we've known Mm. that from what we've been doing Mm. this week. Mm. If you can build something around it, if you are just a commodity, you're competing on price alone, your margins are going to get eaten and eaten and eaten. Yeah. But if you can build it, you know it's by pr- you can protect and profit by having a good story. And we're kind of talking, we're going round and round a bit now. But I think, in summary, story is critical. Where you are in your life cycle of your brand and your product depends on how, what that story is. But ultimately, it's about on the authenticity. Telling the story from day one, keep telling it, mm. and understanding where to put the story. Mm.
1: And there are those different types. Yeah, you know, th- and they should all blend into one and be part of a bigger picture. Um, it's but like bigger like say is t- Yeah, we talked about that backstory. We have talked about the mm. um, the kind of live story that you're kind of growing with your customers at the moment, maybe through social, mm. uh, how behind the scenes kind of information, yeah. uh, how the product's been manufactured, those kind of things, um, and engagement with the customer. And then there's obviously that customer-focused in a in a more Advertising sense yeah. that customer focused story. Yes, this is this is a tapping into this is a story the customers telling themselves about yeah. what they can achieve if they have these running shoes or if they have this drink or those mm. kind of things. There yeah. you go. I think that's
0: a good place to get to on story, but it's something we're going to touch on more and more. And as we, you know, as we go forward, I think it's quite important that we share the stories of brands that we're working with as and when we can, obviously, just so people can see how we are putting it into play. Yeah. But that's something we'll do in in due course. And this is our story? Well, yeah, I guess it is. This is our story. Good. All right, then. Thank you so much for listening to the Journal of a Marketing Agency. Please
1: rate, like, and subscribe, and catch up with past and future episodes at playfairmarketing.com.